0: Welcome to Awaken to Grace. Today we're in part two of our current study in a series called Church Words, and we are studying the amazing word, amen. We're gonna unpack, we're gonna unfold what scripture teaches. You know, about almost 80 times the word amen is recorded in scripture. And today we are in 2 Corinthians chapter 1 verses 19 and 20 and we're going to continue to unfold and unpack the meaning of this great word if you've never visited our website i want to encourage you to visit it today awakentograce.com check out the store link see the resources that we offer and when you purchase resources or even when you become a grace giver and you stand shoulder to shoulder with us well what you're doing my friend is you're helping us proclaim and herald and trumpet this gospel all over the country. I'm so glad you're listening today. This is part two of the sermon, Amen, from the series Church Words. I feel as though I'm preaching to somebody today that you are so disappointed in God because you have prayed so passionately so fervently for something and you believed with all your heart but God did not say yes and it's left you reeling and it's left your faith shaken it's created doubt in your heart and you don't understand and you don't know why if God is faithful if God is true if God truly answers prayer then why did he not answer your prayer Friends, I want to minister to you today. God does not say yes to every prayer. We prayed so passionately, so fervently for Pastor Phil to be healed in this life. We wanted him to walk out of that hospital room, didn't we? And we prayed for that. And we asked God for that. But see, God doesn't answer every prayer, God says yes. To every promise. And do you know what God promised Pastor Phil? Eternal life. You know what God promised Pastor Phil? That I've prepared a place for you. You know what God has promised Pastor Phil? That he'll wipe away every tear out of his eyes. And that they'll know he'll never suffer sickness again. His body will never be broken again with sin or sickness. He'll never suffer sorrow again. And what you and I must do by faith is we must look past this life and we must look past our trials. We must look past our comforts and we must look squarely to the promises of God and realize the promises of God are yes in Jesus. And you know what that causes me to do? To not pray selfish prayers. Whiny prayers. Self-absorbed prayers. No, I don't want to focus on my needs. I want to focus on God's promises. Many of you know I'm asking the Lord for my eyesight, right? It would thrill me for God to heal my eyes. But let me tell you, let me tell you a secret. I'm thrilled in blindness. And what I'm learning is whether I have eyesight, whether I don't have eyesight, my joy is so anchored in Jesus, it ultimately doesn't matter. So has God promised me eyesight? No. God has promised me sufficient grace. Amen? And now I'm to the point where I'm saying, well, Lord, it really doesn't matter at this point. See, I found contentment either way. Either way. Our yes to every promise of God is in Jesus now next our amen is in Jesus Christ is God's yes Christ is our Amen. so so I want you to think of this the word amen is actually not a Greek word you know I'd love to share with you Greek words that even though this is in the New Testament, it is not a Greek word. It is actually an ancient Hebrew word. And it was transliterated into Greek, transliterated into Latin and then English and all other languages. I often do, many of you know, I do crusades once a month in Pakistan through Skype. The team there will go into... Rural areas and village areas, they'll gather many people. They'll set up large screens and sound system. They will sing and pray for people and pray healing over people. Oh, how many people we've seen healed. It is unbelievable. While I'm believing God for my eyesight, let me tell you, God has opened many blind eyes through these crusades. And I say glory to God for it. Amen. You know, sometimes healing is a process, isn't it? And that's where I am. I'm just in the, I'm in the refiner's fire, that beautiful process. But we've seen many blind eyes open, deaf ears open, and many, many, many salvations. My last crusade for September was last Monday, the 7th. And I'll get on Skype and I will preach, I'll proclaim Jesus to these precious people of Pakistan. And we'll see salvation after salvation. Well, when I pray with them, I often use the word amen. There they say amin. Here in our corner of Tennessee, we say amen. Some say amen. But over there, they say amin. What a beautiful word. The word is transliterated out of Hebrew, and it first appears in Numbers chapter 5, and it's recorded nearly 80 more times through the rest of the Bible. And do you realize it's the last word of the entire Bible? Revelation twenty two twenty one, 21, Behold, I come quickly, even so come quickly, Lord. Amen. Grace and peace to you. Amen. Amen. What a beautiful word. This is literally what it means if you want to take notes of this. The word amen literally means truth. It means truth affirmed. It means so be it. If you use the word as an interjection, it means let it be so or so be it. If you use the word as an adverb, it means truly, truly, or verily, verily. You remember how Jesus began many of his statements in the Gospels? Truly, truly, I say to you. Verily, verily, I say to you. In the original language, he's saying, amen, amen, I say to you. It means let it be so. So be it. And what happens is when you and I utter our amen. <laughs> It literally means that we are receiving truth for our life. We are affirming truth in our life. So like when a preacher like me says something powerful from God's word, our, 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 our instinct is to go, amen. Why do we do that? Have you ever asked yourself that question? Why do we do that? Because what we are doing is we are affirming what we have heard, we have received, and we affirm that truth. And we're saying, let that truth be so in Jesus' name. What a beautiful thing. Now, I'm the kind of preacher, I love it when people amen me. Amen? (laughs) I preached for another church last Sunday, and I'm telling you, they got rowdy. And I enjoyed every minute of it. And you guys get rowdy a lot. And I enjoy I like it when you when Billy Graham said saying amen to a preacher is like saying sickem to a dog, right? I mean it just it gets things going. And I love it when you amen. I love it. But let let me tell you what I really love about this scripture. What this shows us when we utter our amen to the glory of God. Let me tell you, the amen is not for me. The amen is not for the preacher. What the amen is to is to the glory of God. And so when truth comes to you, whether you read the word of God or whether you hear preaching or whether it's something in a song and you say, amen, you know what you're doing? You're receiving and you're affirming that truth into your soul. And the Bible calls that glorifying God. So this week, you may be in your quiet time. You may be having a devotion time in the morning. You may read a certain scripture. And in your soul, it causes you to say, Amen. Oh, do you realize what you've just done? You've just glorified God by affirming and receiving that truth into your soul. What a beautiful thing. I love to say amen. I say it all the time. I had a telemarketer call me not long ago and say something to me, and I even said amen on the phone. I thought, I don't know what I've done. (laughs) See, I talk to God all day long, and I love to say amen. You know why? Because it glorifies God. So don't hold back. Don't be shy with the Lord. When something blesses you, when something speaks into your life, you utter that precious amen to God. Because let me tell you, Jesus is God's yes, but Jesus is our amen. Take note of this. If the yes is the certainty of God's promise, and how many of us need certainty and this year of uncertainty, right? Things are as flipped up on its head as it's ever been, right? There's as much unpredictability right now today as ever before. There's so much uncertainty more than what's ever been within our lifetime. And if anybody ever needs certainty, it's us right now today. And let me tell you what's certain. The promises of God, they are yes. Now, If God's promises are certain, if indeed they are yes and it is a certainty, then what's the amen? Then the amen is the accomplishment of those promises. And so what I do is I read the promises of God and I say, oh God, I receive your promises. I receive your word. I receive all that you have for me. I affirm this truth. I receive this truth. I glory in God in this truth. And now what what the amen is, is now I'm saying, God, accomplish your truth in me. Accomplish your promises in me. Let the promises of God be fulfilled in my life. Do you see that? And that's why when you utter that amen to God, you're saying, oh God, accomplish all that you have for me. Accomplish it in Jesus' name. Isn't that a precious thing? And let me tell you why God will accomplish it go to revelation 3:14 for a moment. Revelation 3:14. Now we covered the scripture this summer in the seven churches of Revelation. But I want to touch on it right here because I want to show you why God's promises will be fulfilled. And let me tell you. Now let me just let me tell you. I don't waver. In God's promises, even when it seems as though I saw something different. For example, I'm believing God for the healing of my eyes. Now, has God promised healing in His Word? Absolutely. It is found throughout all of the Bible. All of it. Not a scripture, not a portion, not a section. In all of scripture, God teaches healing. Now, should I not believe in healing only because I have not experienced it yet? Oh, friends, the key word is yet. And see, I, I was so frustrated before. Not, And when I say frustrated, what I mean is I prayed out of panic. I prayed out of frustration. Oh God, will you, oh, God, will you please touch my eyes? Oh, God, will you please help me? Oh, God, oh, God, help me, help me, help me. Heal my eyes, Lord. Please heal my eyes. Oh, God, please heal my eyes. I was already blind in my left eye. And I remember one night. My eye doctor said, Chad, you're you're, you're about 60% of a chance of going blind in your right eye. And I remember one night, I was downstairs, Sadie and the kids were already in bed, and a giant blood vessel burst behind my eye. You could have never seen it on the front, you would never known it. But a streak of black went through my vision. I immediately, I had a white t-shirt on, and it was immediately drenched with sweat. I panicked. I panicked. I hit my knees. Oh, God, please. 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 But let me tell you what God has given me through this experience. And if God opened my eyes tonight... Or, if God chooses, whenever, let me tell you the gain that I have been given. Let me tell you what is so precious to me that no amount of money could have ever done. That, that you could never give me a gift sweeter than this. Where I have come to my life is God. I am content either way. I'm happy either way. I'm joyful either way. I'm productive either way. I'm glorifying Jesus either way. I'm walking with God either way. I'm preaching with power either way. It doesn't matter at this point. All of my joy is in Jesus. So now that I'm at this place where. Well is God going to? See. See. A year ago, I was, I was not only, yes, God's going to. I was in the back of my mind, in the back of my heart. And oh, he better hurry. See, I'm not at that place anymore. I'm at that place where if God gives me eyes, I need his grace. And if God has me in blindness, I need his grace. It doesn't matter. I need God's grace either way. And His grace is rich, and His grace is full, and His grace is sufficient either way. Amen. Let it be so. Amen. So, what I see or what I experience, that doesn't change the truth of God's Word. Just because God has not healed my physical sight right now does not mean That healing is not a promise of God. It is. It is. So don't be swayed. By what you see. Or what you don't see. What you feel. Or what you don't feel. Let me tell you why the promises of God are yes. Now again. That's different than the way we pray. Is that right or wrong? It's different. I'm not talking about what you pray. I'm talking about the promises of God. So. Let me show you why they are so valuable and why they are fulfilled. They're valuable because God has many great and precious promises. But they're fulfilled. They are accomplished. They are amen because of Jesus Christ. Revelation chapter 3 verse 14. Notice what Jesus says. To the angel of the church of Laodicea. Right, Boy, I feel like I'm back in July. That brings flashbacks. <laughs> do you know how many times I memorized that <clears throat> to the angel of the church of Laodicea right the words of the amen the faithful witness hallelujah do you realize that Jesus himself is Our amen. Jesus himself is the fulfillment of all of God's promises. And what I want you to know is not only does God make the promise, but he has the character to back it up because it is Jesus. See, I could make you a promise today, but that doesn't mean I can back it up. If I promised you, you come see me after church and I'll give you a penny. Well, how would that make you feel? Most of you would not even bother to hang out, would you? Because it's a penny. It'd be pretty worthless, wouldn't it? If I said, anyone who comes and sees me, I have got a penny ready with your name on it. Well, you would go, "Uh, yeah, we're going to lunch. It's not very valuable, is it? But see, 2 Peter 1.4 calls the promises of God, as we already said, Great and very precious. Now, if I said to you, if you'll come see me today after church, I have got $10,000 that I would like to give to you. You know what the problem is with that promise? I can't back it up. Could you? If so, come see me. We'll talk. I'll buy you lunch. But you're going to be mightily disappointed if you need that from me because I can't back it up. It's not a valid promise, is it? <clears throat> But see, all of the promises of God, they are valid, they are great, they are precious, they are tremendous promises, they are eternal promises, and He he has the character, He has the ability to back it up because they are all yes and amen in Jesus Christ. That means you can trust Him with your whole heart. That means you can pray in such confidence. That means you can walk through life's experiences with him. Knowing that he has every single thing you need. 1 Peter 1.3 For his divine power has granted to us all things that pertain to life and godliness. What precious promises. So now... When we utter our amen, we're not just attaching a word to an end of a prayer. We're not just using a church word that we don't know what the meaning of it is. No, we now understand, we now have the knowledge that what we are doing is receiving God's truth. We are affirming God's truth in our life. And when it comes to the promises of God, we're saying they are so certain, they are so yes, that amen, may it be accomplished, may it be fulfilled in my life. Amen? (laughs) the promises of God. Do you live on the promises of God? Are they active in your life? Do you know them? Do you pray them? Do you cherish them? Or are you living your life in your own strength? Are you self-sustaining? Are you going through life trying to figure everything out on your own, trying to make all the angles work, Trying to get the strength you need and just trying, and you're just doing life alone. Friends, you don't have to do life alone today. God has promises for you that He wants active and working in your life. And you say, Chad, how do I know that God will keep His word? Because Jesus is the fulfillment, He's the accomplishment. He is our amen. Glory to God. With your heads bowed and your eyes closed today. I don't know what you need this morning. I don't know where your life is. I don't know where your heart is. I don't know where your faith is. But maybe today you need to affirm the truth of God's word in your own heart and life. Maybe today you need to receive truth for your own life and maybe today to the glory of God you need to utter your amen to God maybe today you need to say God you promised me these promises whatever they are for you and maybe today you need to say God I recognize that they are certain they are certain they are yes and today I follow it up With an amen. May it be accomplished. May it be so. Let it be. What a beautiful word. What a beautiful faith. See the reason I love the word amen. Is because what it does. Is it leads me into worship. It leads me to worship Jesus. Who is the amen. His character. Is amen. So I hope you never say the word amen the same again. I hope when you think of this precious word, I hope that you think truth. I hope you think accomplishment. I hope you think Jesus. So Lord, I want to thank you for the promise of your word today. I want to thank you for the truth that is ours. Next week, God, we're going to study the The beautiful word, hallelujah, and we're going to understand it. But for today, God, we utter our amen to the glory of God. Why? Because all the promises of God find their yes in Jesus Christ. Thank you for your very great promises to us. We receive them with joy in Jesus' name. Have you subscribed to my sermon podcast? Simply search Awakened to Grace Weekly Sermons, and there you can find the most current teaching I do each week from the pulpit of Preaching Christ Church. If you love the sermon content we create at Awakened to Grace, then you'll love my weekly podcast. Search Awakened to Grace Weekly Sermons wherever you get your favorite podcast.